Hosted by John Cardell, Danny McDevitt, Val Heffelfinger. I'm Dickie, and it's Green After Dark. I love the Val doesn't get a background in the Polaroids. I don't know why, but that's how it is. Uh, welcome to Grim After Dark. We are Warhammer 40,000's only late night show for some reason for the time being. Uh, my name is John. We're here to misinform and entertain as we talk about the goings on over the last week in the new world of Warhammer. Uh, this week, Val is back and he's here ready to slum it with his backup boo as he talks about his recently run GT. Uh, we're discussing sociopolitical belief systems in Around the Net. And we have a special, special edition edition of The Price is Right with a rules addendum. Uh, we get caught up on our listener mailbag one more time. Remember, if you enjoy what you see or what you listen to, you can support us by liking or subscribing wherever it will let you. If you're able to throw a couple dollars our way by becoming a member on YouTube or commenting below with the answers to this question... Um, what day is it today? I don't know. I should have really done that. That's fine. Anyway, before we go on, let's meet the team who make this possible. Uh, first up, he's the co-host with the Comos. He's our competitive 40K champion all the way from Moscow, Idaho. It's Daddy McDevitt. And he's the beautiful face of everything Square-based. He's oh, a God. fantasy enthusiast <laughs> and a casual 40K enjoyer. It's Valerie Heffelfinger the fifth. And he's the superstar man behind the curtain. He puts the cooch in Kunida. It's superstar producer Tech Priest Dickie. Why did I give you guys the capability to zoom and put backgrounds on? It was a mistake. I mean, Teddy, you hate yourself. You didn't. Yeah. You you just yeah. told us that it could be done. And like when you give us that power on a poorly cropped green screen, then who even knows what you can do? <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> oh. Mistakes were made. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this week's comment of the week brought to you by our friends at Frontline Gaming. Open 24-7 at FrontlineGaming.org. And for all of your Games Workshop products, had a discounted price there. I still, every week, uh, read it correctly and every week fail to correct the script to make it make sense. Um, but what does make sense is our secondhand store, where you can get all of your miniatures at a cheaper price. Anyway, this week, it's all about being guilty until proven innocent. And it's not because I didn't change that part of the script. Guys, it's going phenomenally well so far. <laughs> Val is working on like what looks like a lollipop. Uh, Danny has a Zoom function. Yeah. This comment is actually in relation. This comment is actually in relation uh, to what we were talking about last week. Uh, Val, you might have missed it, but it was about tactical rocks and basing. Yeah. Uh, with Tom Bacon saying, I don't really mind the rocks. What bothers me? In a universe where there is only war, so many models are stood around doing something other than fighting. Uh, Danny's enormous face. Uh, do you, do you, <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry. I was lost. <laughs> he didn't have ears when I said it, to be fair. So that, yeah. that, that makes sense. Uh, it says, uh, he doesn't really mind the rocks. What bothers him is in a universe where there's only war. There's so many models that are just standing around doing something other than fighting. You got to tell other people what to do sometimes. Yeah. A like, whole lot of chiefs in the 40k universe. Yeah, obviously. That's how right. There's one guy, the genius dealer guy, who brings his own table with him. So he has somewhere to show people where to go. Right. That's important. The patriarch brings his own pipe. So he has like a way to raise himself above the masses. Do you guys know how important a map is? Like for real. Like we take for granted that we have Google Maps, but like, you know, they don't have access to that. They're the working class. You don't guys. think Google's still around the 41st millennium? Yeah. 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 
It's one of the coolest Easter eggs. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hey, try and pick a good fucking fact, though. <laughs> uh, I added on the reply to this because starting from level one, I added in underneath this here. Uh, it's there's only war, not there's only continuous close combat brawling. War involves such things as planning, logistics, and leading. Uh, what you want is bar fight 40,000 in that it's just constant close combat fighting. Uh, Danny is someone who loves the assault phase. Uh, I think bar fighting 40k for 11th edition, best idea ever. It sounds like a great mini game, John. I expect to see it in a white dwarf soon. Wasn't that wasn't there like a tavern brawl game in a white dwarf at some point? It was like an orc tavern. There there was. It was a Gorka Morka side mini game to there promote is. that game when it came out, I believe. The greatest game system to ever kill an entire studio, bar none. Didn't kill yeah. a whole studio, just sucked the soul out of it. <laughs> <laughs> eh, close enough. Tomato tomato, right? Right. Um, and then before we move on, I just want to bring uh, attention to uh, one of the guys in the good old Grimcord has brought up a winter hobby challenge. And if you are a member of the Grimcord, you can go on right now and post your progress. We are assembling and painting minis as well as just giving me shit for no apparent reason, because apparently it's the consensus that it fuels me uh, when really compliments do much better. Um, do they? Yeah. Oh, that's fair. My work is much better when I feel I have to impress someone. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, go on. You can add in. You can see there we have uh, me with my uh, my Necrons. Uh, not pictured as the multiple wraiths I built this week for no good reason. Chaz has some great stuff going on there. We have some Cadians and even some Age of Sigmar in there. So anyone Ow. who supports us can can get on the Grim Cord. If I have failed to message you, it's because I'm a fool. Uh, go ahead and message me and we'll get you in there. Nice. Last question. Uh, question. This is a carryover from, from last week. Uh, we're from listener questions, but I feel we, we'll get it out of the way at the top of the show here. Uh, from Kriegerbot Chaz, this one specifically said, for Val, how did running a WIFP tournament differ from a 40K tournament? Any surprises? Well, that people showed up, uh, that would be the number one concern, running a warmer fantasy tournament versus a 40K tournament. Um, sure. Big surprise, <laughs> no 40K lists during submissions uh that was surprising to me that would have been a great joke that would have been a, <laughs> would have been a good bit yeah. just nice eldar list just just in there um no i wouldn't say so I, I mean like aside from like just how many people were down to like do incredibly crazy things to come like that was the biggest surprise i'm sorry did you just say they did incredibly crazy things to come <laughs> they did, they did. Might- it was bunk beds were involved but uh, <laughs> It, it, it involved vans, airplane Don't make rides. Fun of the dreamatorium here. It's 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 working wonders. Um, well, there was a, a reoccurring uh, joke on on uh, the other show that we renamed it the F Bunker. I think we've joked about having sex at the mini wargaming bunker on this show as well. Yes, yeah. because um, that's where you were conceived. Um, no, well, that's, I mean that's where it all started. That's where it all started. Okay, yeah. You're <laughs> um, destined for this. The genesis absolutely. Of the universe, the universe really lined up for that one. But yeah, no, like honestly, no, not really. Um, there, there was. I mean, it's it's all functionally the same. It's just a different game. And I mean, the game's really. I mean, from like a physical space and things you need perspective, exactly the same. Um, and we were at Mini Wargaming, so we had access to like all of their terrain and stuff. How did? I just want to say, Danny's. Are you zooming in on the wall or your forehead? That is the whitest. That is the whitest thing that's ever been on this. (laughs) Clammy forehead. That's my my forehead. (laughs) 
That being the whitest thing ever on the show is quite the quite the insult, considering this is 40k here. Um, Pure as the driven snow. Um, yeah, that's me. Beautiful. I want to point out Joel Atkins in chat here said, "How about Waffle House 3 a.m. Brawl K um, as a game system?" To Not which bad. I would respond, "No one's ever spent sixty dollars on a Waffle House waitress, so maybe try again." Um, that's harsh. That's that harsh. is that is. If I, I had a drum Waffle roll lined up, I would have, have gone you for that. Waffle House. Yeah, of course I've been to a Waffle House. I, I, I don't know. John, have you been to one? Never been to a Waffle I've, House. I don't think I've no. never been to a Waffle House, actually. No. Dude, we got to go to a Waffle House. We do. Uh, sadly, up here, uh, there, yeah, there's no such thing as waffles. Do they so have houses. the International House of Pancakes up there? There is an IHOP. There is. There's several. Oh, there's more than one? Yeah. There's Maybe it's at like least a turf one. thing. Yeah. You know? yeah, it's like Dunkin' Donuts. It's like a different quality than IHOP, I feel like. Would Waffle House be higher or lower on that quality? Lower, quality. lower. okay, but, got it. But also, it's not like, international. It is. It's just a house. It's just. <laughs> it's open on Christmas. I know that. Well, that's pretty international. I did. Well, it's there's, there's a lot of sadness on Christmas. It's, it's I did on brand. The a Santa lot of Claus divorced dads week. taking their kids to their mom's house. I did watch oh. the Santa Claus this week with my four-year-old to get him ready for Christmas. Oh. And I did forget that there was a scene where there was just a bunch of divorced dads in a Denny's on Christmas Day with their kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, there's only one way I can explain this, and that's by leaving his mom. Um, but yeah. Well... You know, it's a tough explanation. <laughs> well, I told you I bought a scale model of the the Toretto house from Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. so I Is could it, remember. What percentage family. of your purchases are Fast and Furious related at this point, John? It's quite high. It's quite high. I kept it as for a joke, but I mean, let's be honest at this point. But I did tell my wife it was so I could remember family while I was at work. And then I proceeded to remove our family picture from my desk <laughs> the Toretto house back on. But you're... You're also at at your family home. I am. Work. Yeah. So it's important for me to... 15% of the gifts you've ever given me, John, have been Fast and the Furious related. That's true. Including a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's, uh, let's move on to... Uh, well, I see we don't even have a state of play because I was just talking about... What, Val, you were talking about your GT? Yes. Let's state of play about Val's Warhammer GT fun times. Ice... God, Jesus Christ. Just set it at the normal speed. Just set it at the... Why can't we just have it at the normal speed? (laughs) What is the purpose of this? Isn't that part of the joke? (laughs) It's part of the joke. Just just do it again. Bumper again real quick. No. 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 What bumper? Yeah, bumper. 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 Nice. Yeah, that's way better. It was going to turn into a dance track. So, yeah, we talked to Dickie about it a little bit last week. The successful bronze medalist <laughs> at this tournament of champions. So proud. <laughs> Val, uh, you've been talking about this for a while. You've been building this up. Yeah. This was like the number one event Thanksgiving uh, week in the U.S. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Tell us about your, your tournament. I w- went better than I could have ever hoped for. Like uh, all of my friends showed up. Uh, that was really, really great. Like uh, was just so many friendly faces in the room. So uh, the burn, we, Danny and I are sorry. Um, yeah, no, that makes sense. We're not. I mean, all of my friends that were coming showed up. <laughs> we invited and, you, know, you. We invited you. Look, Steve. Steve the Mountain didn't show up. Yeah, uh, he's he's definitely he lives in. there. Exactly. He doesn't. He lives. He's he's somewhere near near ish. And but mostly he just looked very panicked the whole time. Uh, he was he was around, 
He showed up long enough to insult Rob and then left. It was amazing. He did Uh, nice. GW is really making him jump through hoops for that NDA, huh? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Maybe. Um, Yeah. So the GW sends his regards. I mean, like (laughs) the final step. Rob lives. The insult was somehow like you know part of that. Um, Like the final step. I believe. Documents. Send them back. Go up to Rob. Tell him he's a dick. That's that's the I, GW contract. I mean, I'm just paraphrasing here, but I think it was something along the lines of stop calling warmer fantasy lore fans racist. And, you know, I mean, that's a hard one there because, you know, there's some there's there, there's some some touchy subjects in the lore of the old Warhammer fantasy battles. But we don't need to. That's neither here nor there. We were having a fun time, oh. fun time playing <laughs> fantasy. And it was great. And um, I don't know how else to say it. I didn't I didn't particularly perform well. I went two and three, uh, beat up on two dwarf players and then lost to two high elves players and got completely overwhelmed uh, by Mitch and his just corn bum rush. Um, like it was just like a brick of like 50 blood letters, bunch of juggernauts, a soul that crusher. That was a good which I, army. Um, it was just, I was just bamboozled. Like when he deployed it, it was like, uh Oh, and my mind just went blank. It was like, I was just completely, it did exactly <laughs> what it did exactly I've, what he was hoping it would do, which was, I was just completely. I've done that with a corn army yeah. before. It's honestly the best look in an opponent's face you could ever cause. I didn't even remember <laughs> that one. No, that was a good one. It's true. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, the games I lost, like all of them, I could have probably done something different in. So I'd like, it wasn't like super wasn't like a, like didn't feel feel bad and it was just the vibes were just great it was a great vibes it was a great vibes event i gotta say and people just seemed so so excited to uh to well i was actually kind of a it was like a, a confused excitement like everyone was really happy to be there but also like why the hell am i doing this and i don't know if that's just the power of of the of the fantasy spirit overwhelming people's better instincts to not play a very old um, long dead game, but, uh, you know, whatever it was, it was great. We went out for dinner together as almost the entire group. I think the entire group did show up for dinner. Um, at, uh, M M lobster waitress was like, ah, shit. I called it. I called ahead a week, a week ahead. (laughs) We went to MT bellies. Um, (laughs) and it was actually, it was pretty good. Um, so yeah, man, I I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm so excited for, uh, it's kind of it's kind of shitty because like that's definitely a high watermark and like just regular ass fantasy tournaments are going to come back with the old world. <laughs> I'm sure they all won't be as glorious and warm fuzzy as that one, but it was really special and a lot of people made it. Uh, yeah. You know, like like we said, like I said earlier, they all worked really hard to come, and uh, and it, the payoff in the end was was spectacular. No, financially though, I'm guessing just just. Actually, our price support our price support wasn't too bad because there's no cost at the mini warming gaming bunker. If you rent a room, you have 24-7 access to this giant gaming hall that they have. Um, and it would be more giant if it wasn't just packed with shelves and used for storage most of the time. Um <laughs> you have giant you have un- unlimited access to their basement. Yeah, pretty much it's on the second floor. It's on their second floor. The basement is just filled with all their their terrain and models, which is a wild, overwhelming, like collection of stuff. Um, so and they, much stuff. Uh, it was, it was super cool to, because they, they, you know, they have a lot of fun showing it off and, and they were, uh, that's the other thing. So many wargaming guys and like literally the, the many wargaming guys like Matt, and Dave, Dave. Yeah. 
yeah. and Josh, not Steve. They were all like really, really <laughs> welcoming and, uh, you know, just threw the doors wide open. We're so excited that we were there. Um, I just, like, uh, like there was this hilarious moment where we were sort of, we were down to 29. Someone dropped, I think they might've had something called COVID. I don't know. Never heard of it, but they, um, uh, like, and so we had, we had uneven numbers and I was like, Dave, mini wargaming Dave, why, why don't you, why don't you play? Like you could, you could be the ringer. Like, Oh, we'll give you an army. And like, you just hop in there. And like the room looked at him and this is a guy who does not like shrink in the spotlight. He seeks it out. He puts himself out on many different limbs and he, I've never seen a person just shrink so fast. I think, I think the most intimidating concept that, that Dave might have is like that. He might have to one day play in a Warhammer tournament. So he ducked it. He ducked it pretty good. And, Was he uh, like, I can play, but there can't be any swearing during no. <laughs> He refuses to play in tournaments, dude. Do you not remember our interview? I bear, I remember uh, Mob Rules, right? We did that show. Was there yeah, an interview that? that show? I do in remember the- where I was like, shit, we can't swear. And then working really hard to keep that under the wraps. I, I feel like I feel like the vibes were so like genuinely like it was just such a collegial atmosphere that maybe we warmed their their like cold hearts towards events and, and playing in tournaments. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but um I think we did. I think we did a, a good service to the you know the whole whole game and I don't know <laughs> magic phase stuff today though. Ooh, baby. Yeah, that's Ooh, baby. Uh, Val, I want to quote you on this here because you were very specific with your uh, quick what? review of the magic phase. What was that? Um, you said, and I'm quoting here when I can find it. Holy cow! Um, my erection from the magic article today has lasted longer than six hours, so I may need to go see a doctor. Do you know what is involved in that, Val? There's aeration. And if you don't know exactly what that is, maybe you should Google it. Maybe Google image search. <laughs> Dickie, Google image search penile aeration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pariapism aeration. I've seen there you go. I've seen a, a golf green get aerated, and that that's that's enough. I'm good. Okay, cool. Yep. <laughs> Similar concepts. <laughs> what are you like? Some people have chodes. Val has a putting green. <laughs> uh, it's not my personal putting green. Thanks, John. Uh, but yeah, part of the package. This yeah. was this was uh, this was a banger of a. Not even necessarily for like the mechanics they unveil, but just for some of the like. I love these reveals because they're they they're just packed with. If you're like super nerding out on it like there's so many things that get hinted at or like revealed like the the subtext of the articles are amazing with the implications um i don't know if you feel that danny if you're just reading between the lines on everything and like just so excited by it uh i don't know okay so this is the first article i've read and i've been disappointed by i like that they use the word sparkle to describe magic it really makes a serious kind of old worldy atmosphere (laughs) yeah um spark you know people said they didn't want warhammer to shine but it sure looks shiny to me you know what i'm saying yeah i just i'm gonna miss i think i'm gonna miss some of like the uh, like the big magical effects like if you wanted to bring an army and like magic was your phase it doesn't seem like to me these spells are going to be good and powerful enough to like really make any kind of influential influential change on the battlefield i just don't think you can like blast people with magic anymore but you remember the transition from seventh edition to eighth edition forty k forty k magic, and that's sure. literally what this is. 
Like it's the same thing. And it's not like magic was suddenly gone. Um, and oh, in yeah, fact, sure. in fact, it became horribly oppressive in a lot of <laughs> a lot of situations. <laughs> um, but um, I would like from just the magic perspective, I think like I am also a big fan of the magic face, Danny. Like I am pouring one out. Um, I will do a Sarah McLaughlin tribute to it. Um, <laughs> like there, there is like um, just six dice being rolled over and six over. Six dice, again. just like black and white, <laughs> black and white images of just like purple sun of Xerxes. Maybe just me like humping a fucking table. I don't know. I've been thinking. I've been. I've been trying a few things. Uh, but like, it's it's yeah. So it's it's not me. But I think fundamentally, though, if you think about how the game plays, like now, you're not just gonna like everything doesn't just stop for like 15 minutes. That's true. Um, you know, when the Matt, can we go to the screen without John really being bored? Most, John. <laughs> <laughs> without him being bored? Yeah, he's super. Yeah, there we go. No, oh, you just got rid <laughs> We can do that? Oh, we can just turn him off? That for you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was possible. Um, but no. yeah, anyway, I, I don't know. We're like, I think, I think for the game, like, yes, I'll, I'll miss the beefy, like, sick magic phase. I will. But also, like, like the game will, wise. the game's gonna not even just balance, just the game's gonna roll better. You know what I mean? It's gonna flow nicer. There's not gonna be like these big jarring interruptions. Yeah. I mean, this is real similar to how Horace Heresy handles psychic. So I imagine like there's, you're good. I feel like you're gonna see a lot of parallels between those two games. What are some other things? Drugs. What are some other things, Danny, that you would wanna see ported over from 30K to a new old world system? Oh, yeah, John, that's really easy. The Land Raider Spartan. <laughs> what? Good choice. That was a thing, right? Like Storm of Chaos, wasn't wasn't the uh wasn't the like the 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 thing that got awarded to Chaos for winning the Storm of Chaos a power fist? Like wasn't there a power oh, yeah. like- The Dark Shadows campaign? <laughs> Um, was okay. a global campaign that they ran and the magic items that depending on how well your army did they gave out magic items although i don't know if that's actually true oh. um, but they gave you access to some new magic okay. items and they're like literally just like written as a power sword a power fist a lightning claw like a uh, iron halo yeah kind of stuff so that's funny yeah you made me cry it Danny. took me yeah <laughs> It took me it took me ten minutes to understand the difference between the last two items on this miscast table, and I was about to post widely on on uh, social media saying that they were exactly the same. These guys are idiots, and um, there's like one word different. I did catch it eventually. Um, yeah, but um, there's one thing I would like to to, to point out, and that is that uh, the damsel. Yeah, her stat block is interesting, right? Uh, in a couple of different for a couple of different reasons. The mount thing is pretty interesting. Um, and uh also um i like that they combine the like one entry for both the lord level and hero level characters yeah that's pretty cool um what do you think of the fact that this is an index unit entry like isn't that isn't that a lot of fucking shit for like essentially just an index unit entry like i felt this about the shagath last week and then and then Seeing this, I'm just holy cow! Like the all bets are off. This is sick. There's so much information on this. Like, page. well, I just mean like, like the like they're porting to me. It looks like they're just porting over like where the army books left off, and like that's the starting point. It's not starting from like a a dumbed down level or like you don't have a couple of things that you can do. You're getting like we're gonna have full rules for the entire game. Like it's crazy. Like it's it's like people who talk about it. Like you can't launch 40k. Like 
all at once. They're literally launching fantasy again all at once. Awesome. So sick. I mean, they did this with Ravening Hordes in 6th edition, and it was, I think, really good for the game when they did that. It, Ravening Hordes, like, they get, they, you would have special rule. I went and looked. Okay, so I'm not an expert on it, first and foremost. But I did go and look at it for five minutes. And because I wanted to see, like, am I crazy? But, like, you're seeing in these, you're seeing, like, unit special way rules. more than that, though. What on, like, yeah, this, like I'm saying, like, the density of rules on these is, like, way, way higher. It's crazy. Ravening Hordes was higher than the third edition, like back of the rule book, which was like a stat line and like a yeah. weapon. Like that's all you got. And but Ravening Hordes was like you, you like the units would have universal special rules, but there weren't really like unit special rules. And this you're getting unit special rules. Um, which to me that's that's a co- that's an army book. That's a codex, right? Like yeah. that's like so tremendously exciting. So like literally they could just drop this on the on the doorstep, walk away from it, and it's probably like the best game of fantasy that's ever existed. And I mean, so it's all going to cost me about $200 in shipping to you guys as well. If that drops, like you're describing, (laughs) (laughs) we've seen this entry, right? Like, but like Bretonians are one of the supported armies. So like, I would, I would hope that the other like quote unquote, non-supported armies when they release their indexes, like, I mean, and they're supported and I, I, I don't, but like, you know, the ones that they're, fo- the ones that they're focusing on or whatever, comparatively to like dark elves, lizard men, that kind of stuff. I, I wonder if they're going to get the same density of rules. I, I mean, I hope so. I, I can't imagine why they wouldn't do that, but I, I do worry about that in, in a small amount. The scuttlebutt that I have heard uh, from well-placed sources in Nottingham is that uh, all of the books, like, so all the factions were designed and play tested together. Great. And so that the PDF ones, are the same level. Great. Oh, that's awesome, awesome, dude. I'm so excited. This is going to be really yeah. fun. And there's I hope one that's writer I hope who's that's really true. tired. I went to 100. It really is one really tired writer. That's the other thing. Is apparently, it's written by one person. Oh, that's even better. That's awesome. That's amazing news, honestly. Like, coming from the same source like that. Although, I wonder then how, like, personal biases may play into that and that kind of stuff. But if they play tested everything, I think that's really great. Like a year? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty... It's, it's a long it's, time. It's, it's it's the most developed game I've ever heard of coming out of out of Nottingham. Period. That's like, awesome. It's wild. I like assuming assuming all of these things are true. Um, it's there's like reason. Like if you like even are remotely interested in fantasy, like it's it looks it it's looking really good. You know, so I so I, I was saying this a little uh, like a minute ago here, but like uh, I went to a hundred person GT this weekend, and like everybody that I talked to about Old World like was pretty excited about Old World and almost every single person that I chatted with was like oh yeah I want to do this army I want to do that army like people are freaking stoked about this the the biggest threat like I, I like people talk about like Old World killing AOS I think the thing Old World is going to steal the most players from is 40k hands down <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like I feel like a lot of the 40k especially from the tournament scene a lot of those players man like they they all used to really love fantasy so oh, yeah my time to shine when everyone goes to the harder game. <laughs> we'll see. And we'll I will see. earn that 15th place finish. Uh, I really hope I'm not setting myself up for a fall, but like, again, like there's so far, like, I mean, I know, I know what you're saying about like getting a bit bummed about losing the, uh, the girth perhaps of the, of the magic stuff. But like, um, it still I mean, doesn't look incompetent. Like it's a, it's a clear design choice. And it's also like, got seems to have mechanically good reasons behind it. it's not like just like a i don't know we're gonna get rid of magic and just make it an ability that you get if you combine a librarian with your your primaris marines you know that level of of removing magic from the game so like it's cool 
and like there's ah there's seven there's still seven spells per per like per lore like so much crunch so much goodness Dude, love it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who gets access to what lore and how that how that kind of plays out. Um, yeah, that'll man. be really cool. And like they haven't just given everyone all eight lores, you know, like that's also cool. Like, so that gives flavor yeah. to what you have access to. Um, yeah. Yeah. And oh. we also don't know, like, I mean, these are the ones in the main rule book, too. Are these all the is this all the magic that's that's gonna be in the game? Do we know uh, that for sure? Well, they uh, they've they've already re- referred to Nehekara um in right. a previous one and that's not a core core rulebook one so it looks like if you're if you're a magically inclined army um looks like you also will get your own lore in your so book. like lore of athel lauren would be really cool to see too like moving trees around and stuff like that that would be neat uh because i don't see that kind of being like it doesn't seem like that's represented in the lores that they that they previewed today yet oddly enough there's like there's there's lore of uh the wa there's the orc yeah. lore, and there's necromancy so like there that are like interesting necromancy necromancy is a big relief i'm like because i was really worried about like vampire accounts in pdf form not having access to like a yeah. unique lore for themselves so like that's super sick yeah no skaven lore either like yeah it. i can't imagine they're not going to have like like the, the the lore uh the lore of the horned rat like no way they're not doing like their scorch warp lightning like cracks call like the death frenzy these are all like spells that are I don't know. To me, very like important to the lore of the game and like how it like Iconic. is supposed to feel and play. Yeah, I have. I, this is conspiratorial, but I I feel like the game was 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 put together and then like there was a management brief afterwards about like how it was going to be rolled out. So like like the base size increase, but then all of a sudden like they're not crossing the streams with the models. Um, you know, like that that kind of stuff I find kind of kind of funny. So I feel like the game's gonna be built to like use all the new models and like have rules for everything. It's just I don't know, it feels like it's gonna be built to succeed. My internet's crap. Beautiful. Out. Anyway, mm-hmm. well, as Nurgomat says, that was your square based warm-up show uh going on, which you can catch Val. Uh whereas well, maybe uh we should switch that around so we can kind of leech some of that audience um from his uh main parts there. <laughs> Uh, but I'll plug you and this works in crypto as I expected higher class dirty jokes in this premium podcast uh, Val just said he'd plug us so uh, I don't know what you're what you're asking for <laughs> um, let's move on to some around the net why not someone has a rap air horn and they're not afraid to use it you that is me. That is me. Thank you. Hey, anyway, welcome to Around the Net, the part of the show where we dive deep into the dank drivel the internet provides. And this week, as always, we have a lot to cover. And as I say, dive deep into the dank drivel, I'm thankful this is a virtual show where no one's sitting across from me because spittle on that is just insane. Uh, but first up, guys, we have a caption competition that I found on Twitter. Uh, I'm sorry, X or whatever the hell it's called now. Uh, this guy, Martin Orlando, the elf painter. I don't know if he is an elf who paints or if he only paints <laughs> elf. Um, I didn't decide, but he tagged people. Uh, this is an actual photo of the GW booth next to Nintendo at PAX. Oh my Unplugged. god! Caption at this at your own discretion. So this is what they were seeing at PAX. Okay. What's he got in his fist? <laughs> oh, I didn't see that part. I was looking at the Pikachu he was summoning over his shoulder. Enhance. Is it crumpled, uh, crumpled uh, wrapping paper? 
Is that what it is? Maybe, like maybe he's a Christmas themed Terminator. Oh, maybe. I wonder if yeah. Mike Brandt, when they're on the road, just lives inside the Terminator. That's how it gets taken from place to place. Is they they put the Terminator in first class with Mike Brandt in a shipping <laughs> container. Quick, I need to be armored. I'm tired. <laughs> Terminator's really not happy with Pikachu. Like you know, the important thing is we're all Terminators here. Yeah. That's I right. feel like he's summoning the Pikachu to do battle upon his oh, back really? against those. Oh. I really wanted to live on his I shoulder. I choose you. But like uh, in a much deeper voice. You, Pikachu. <laughs> um, what I really enjoy the accuracy is the three very unimpressed ladies at the bottom here um, who just I think are they're standing just walking waiting. by. Yeah. I think they're just walking by. Unimpressed by it. And that is wrapping paper in his hand. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So uh-huh. good on him. Uh, Terminator protecting people from Christmas. Yeah. Uh, coming in from chat, would Pikachu defeat a Terminator? <sighs> He's got lightning. I don't, I don't think, think so. Ceramite is uh, like very conductive. So yeah. no, I would say he, he would get bladded. I also feel this isn't very size representative. Pikachu is about the size of a of a small dog or a medium sized dog, and the Space Marine is not. Uh, so I feel it would be squished pretty quickly. Hmm. But I, saw, the, I saw recently a, a conversation about like. These like sort of like cross universe matchups, and I and I thought there was a really good insight on it, which is like which universe are they fighting in? So mm-hmm. like, is it a Terminator on Pikachu's turf, or is it Pikachu on a Terminator's turf? Because like Pikachu in the forty first millennium, I ain't going far. But if if the Terminator is in some wacky anime, uh, you know, alternate reality, like maybe he'd just be disoriented by all the bright colors. Like, you have to go to all this the gym. The gym leader is Marnus Kalgar. <laughs> like Pikachu could trick him into stepping into a puddle of water and then use that to electrocute him kind of a thing. Bingo. In, uh, yeah, in Pikachu's universe. Like, or maybe sho- embarrassingly shocking him in the genitals. Or just some like, genitals. or some like teen kid just rolls, like rolls by and just oh. puts him in a Pokeball. Like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh. Can you capture? Okay, so this has never been established in lore. You can capture Pokemon and Pokeballs, but that implies that you could capture also people and Pokeballs. See, I don't. I literally, Pokemon lore is not something I've ever considered in my entire life. I'm, I'm, I'm merely posing more questions. Well, let's consider. That's that's that is the YouTube comment. Back back when I screwed it up earlier, ignore that. If you like the show and what you're seeing, subscribe wherever I let you, and answer the question of. Can you capture humans and Pokeballs? Because I have to know the answer right now. Uh, but my computer isn't good enough to Google and uh, run a camera at the same time. I think so. so. I think so. Also, would Trazen be like super stoked to be in the Pokemon universe? Because like it would be a lot of people with common interests. Sturdy, or, or would he just be off, bummed? Rip, rip off Russian accent saying he wants to be the very best. <laughs> That's 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 the voice you steal with voice AI. Is that narrator uh, to sing the Pokemon theme song? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Danny, this man needs your help, and I thought, who better to help someone on the competitive Necron's forty k page than uh-oh, the competitive uh-oh. Necron man himself, oh, Daniel McDevitt? He says here. So after playing games and constantly losing due to this edition feeling ten times more lethal than ninth. I honestly think rerolls need to be removed from the game. They aren't that re- just aren't healthy and make good units way too reliable and lethal. I thought rerolls weren't in the game. Like if you miss the majority of your shots, it shouldn't go from I have two hits to I have ten plus because if rerolls. 
But like, it seems all the top armies have a combination of good rules and rerolls. But what are y'all's thoughts? Because I've only managed to win like two to three games, and that's because the factions don't didn't have rerolls in their lists. Welcome to 40k. I mean, I don't even know what to tell you. This is such this is riddled with inaccuracies and bullshit. Like it's a terrible take. And uh the fact that this guy can only win two to three games just means I mean that tells you everything you need to know about. Yeah, Falcon Hunter in chat, by the way, saying skill issue. Um, I use my pen name to write this, by the way, so you wouldn't be so crushingly mean to me when you replied to it. <laughs> no, John, and like when I say this, you I mean the the said person would have to play 40k to like win two to three games. So I've quarter minute at the end of the month, I will be going to. I'm very excited about it, and I'm gonna be those awful people. Who shows up at tournaments and they're like, what do you mean you never play? I'm like, no, no, I got it now. I have time. I have stuff. It's it's all good. I have a whole bunch of wraiths on the way. It'll be fine. Um, moving on. You know, I will say, so yeah. I played Paul Winters on stream, one of our Patreons this uh, uh, this weekend. And uh, um, he didn't have rerolls and I did manage to win that game. So maybe there's some truth to this there's statement. There's some truth. Yeah. Only the top armies do. Uh I will say, like, going back to some of the old old world stuff, when you were saying casting spells and, like, summoning trees, it reminded me of my favorite stream game I've ever seen, uh, which was a GW stream of Age of Sigmar, where it was um, the, the Age of Sigmar Wood Elves versus the Age of Sigmar Wood Elves. Yeah, Sylvaneth. Um, and then it was really funny trying to hear the commentators make it an exciting game when both players were just summoning trees every turn to the point where you couldn't actually move on the board because <laughs> there was so many trees everywhere. Amazing. It That's was so what, good. That, would, that may have been Rob himself trying to like tap dance for time. That's, <laughs> yeah, probably just, a, that's probably a long ass time ago that you were watching an AOS stream oh yeah. on GW. Yeah, yeah, they ran out of trees. I remember that part. It was fantastic. That sounds like the most boring game I've ever heard of in my entire life. Was really just summoning funny. both people just summoning trees back and but, forth. I mean, it would only be really bad if it was on a company owned stream where they're trying to promote the game as an exciting uh, like event of champions. Uh, but anyway, more help is needed, Danny, this time from the Warhammer 40K subreddit. Uh, they're asking, how prevalent is cheating? Um, <laughs> he's relatively new to actually playing 40K. Did my first tournament at the end of ninth. Total, in total, I played in five people. Um, two of them used strategies and rules in ways that benefited them, but didn't quite seem right to me. What are your <laughs> thoughts on this? I will say, I end know, of ninth. John, what does the rest of the message say? Well, I knew you would say that. So if you go to the next slide here where you can't actually read anything, but I can. Um, after looking things up after the matches, I realized they had fudged multiple rules up. Huh. It was a narrative campaign and many of us were new. So I figured this was just a result of us all learning the game. <laughs> I mean, I would say if there's a place where cheating is prevalent, it's definitely the narrative. Oh, yeah. And, and, or, and or the casual event. And. This is this is what sold this one to me, by the way, Danny, is, is that my final opponent, however, was almost certainly purposely cheating. He was playing Votan, and one of the things that he did was use his moon buggy tank things to fire on any unit that moved into range of it or deep strike near it during my turn and without using any CP, and he was still was hitting on his normal rolls. He said it was just the tank's ability, and he didn't have his book with him to show me where it said that. <laughs> He did I mean, many other like, like look that's this a, up that's a giant on their application or anything like that to yeah. check and see if this exists. No, 
Uh, he did many other things that were questionable, and I later found out were bullshit, but that was the main one. Uh, the judge for the tournament was filling in for a player that no-showed on the last day, so asking him to make a ruling on what the guy was doing wasn't an option. Uh, I have to stop real quick. That is what? false. That is absolutely always an option. Every single judge, myself included at events, have been able to do rulings while playing a game. It's literally the most little effort you can do. Indeed. <laughs> it goes like this. They'd be like, we're disagreeing about this. Show me in your rules where it says that. And then you I just don't, go I don't have the turn. book. Well, you lose. Well, then, then you lose, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that turned me off 40k for a bit. Uh, but recently I started playing 10th with my friends. My one friend's Tyranid seemed way too tough for the points. So after a couple of games, I decided to double check their abilities and stats. He was indeed playing some of them with a higher toughness and wound count than they actually were. I have no doubt that my friend was just making an honest mistake as he is also new. However, it made me realize that if people decide to cheat against me in a tournament setting or simply misuse rules, chances are that I wouldn't be able to pick up on it. Oh, uh, Denny. True. We, we've talked the past few weeks and even months about kind of some of the che- like cheating goes wrong. I mean, it's a hard word for me. I think uh, rules mistakes is like a much better thing to do apart from that Votan guy who just seemed to be a dick. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts for this guy? Because it is a genuine thing where you do get a lot of new players going to tournaments. And then afterwards, find out that some major rules got wrong that, yeah. that maybe affected the outcome of the game. You know, you know, John, and as somebody who has occasionally messed up rules myself, I think that it's uh, I think it's important to give your opponent a, a little bit of grace here in some of this stuff. And if you ever think that your opponent is maybe not playing a rule right, or like, you can always ask, "Hey, can I see their book?" And if they can't provide that for you, for for you, you can look the you can look the rules up on online for free, yeah. um, or you can uh, <laughs> or you can call a judge. Like those are all options that you have. Yeah. Secondly, uh, I think mm-hmm. as this guy uh, says, I'm relatively new to actually playing 40k. I, I would imagine this guy's probably messed up a few rules himself. <laughs> uh, I doubt he played a perfect mm-hmm. game every single time he played. So, like, but he didn't mention anything once about him messing up rules, Danny. So that makes it right. very unbelievable. So I'm inventing facts here. I understand, <laughs> but I feel like it's reasonable to assume that maybe this guy probably has not played 100 percent by the rules every single time he's played. Yeah. So objection so i think that, i think there's some real easy takeaways real easy takeaways from this uh what danny just said which is uh you know give your opponents the benefit of the doubt uh but second of all if you if you have some doubts and i call bullshit all the time even when i have no right to call bullshit um uh and they and they refuse to produce any proof <laughs> of what they're doing I mean that that's that's a red flag. That's a red, that's, flag. red that's, flag. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. It just seems like maybe a little bit. It could be. Yeah. Might be a red flag. If 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 you know you're playing your friend and he's messing up some wounds and toughness, and you're like, hey, the wounds and toughness are different, but maybe he screwed up. I think that's kind of where we're at here. Um, if someone bullfaced lies to you and refuses to provide proof, probably trying to cheat you for some stupid reason in a narrative event with Votan. That's um, uh, gonna be that's gonna be my tactic from here on out of tournaments. By the way, is I'm just gonna do stuff, and when they call me, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna show you. This is literally. <laughs> I'm a narrative <laughs> player. I don't have to. Do yeah, that. I mean, they're also I'm a narrative player. In my narrative, thing over there, so you can't call on him. So we're good. It so we're seems not like the moon buggy should be able to shoot Overwatch without any kind of penalties or spending <laughs> command points anytime. So I'm just gonna keep doing that. <laughs> this so we're mock- really we good. are mocking this person, and who knows? Maybe they're watching. So like, I think I think what's key here is. is is just like, um, you know, like use 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 some judgment. Like if if someone makes an honest mistake, I think that's usually fairly clear. And there's a big difference. I think you're really demonstrating here a difference between 
you know, like an infraction, you know, like i.e. playing something wrong versus cheating, which is playing something wrong on purpose. Right. Um, and, you know, like, uh, yeah, like, I mean, I think you just got to use a little sense. But I, I mean, like people um, and I saw that it's fascinating, like doing the fantasy thing, like interacting with those communities is literally like going back in time to 2016. You know, like when when like tournaments were a dirty word and like and like everyone thought that, you know, it was a it was maybe questionable to even go to a Warhammer tournament because only only evil people go there. That's still a sentiment that's out there, which is that like mm. event, you know, players at events are always trying to screw you, um, you know, like, you know, all these whack players, you know, with busted net lists and all this nonsense like, OK, yeah, some of those people do exist. But like it's a great moment in your life to like learn how to like stand up for yourself and advocate yeah. and like yeah. not let someone do that to you. And trust yeah. me when old world comes back and all the good competitive players go over to that, uh, <laughs> it will be nothing but those people at tournaments. So my get used to are going to be real good. <laughs> uh, moving on here. This came up. It was a little tweet says, uh, what opinion uh, will you defend like this? And I covered up this thing here with a really cool box as you don't know tell. But the opinion that this person was defending uh, that they thought was unpopular was YouTubers convinced you that Warhammer Plus isn't worth five dollars, uh, five pounds a month while asking you to support them for far more than five pounds a month and giving you far less than <laughs> Warhammer Plus does. Uh, if you want to skip to the next slide here, uh, wait, Dickie, wait, while we can discuss I talk that. about my opinion that I would defend like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. For us. All right. So my opinion that I would defend like this is that... Um, all Warhammer fantasy lore fans are racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that well, one. We discussed kind of the the the, the value <laughs> where it says here uh, that Warhammer Plus isn't worth five dollars a month, but they spend more. If you want to just put that up on screen real quick here, I, I don't know why. It's just a random picture I found. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is this the same guy? What's that? No, no. This is uh, oh, you, okay. Some people are a fan of discourse minis. Uh, if you want to support them on Patreon, the recommended tier is uh, nine dollars and fifty cents a month. I mean, if you're not that kind of thing, like if you want to go down to the next slide here, we can just put up where it says kind of like Warhammer oh. Plus uh, being sixty dollars a year. Um, obviously, half the value that someone who's mad at the world uh, provides. <laughs> But what, what's your guys sort of uh, take on that there? Like, do, do you feel like as aspiring YouTubers ourselves, um, do you feel that Warhammer Plus is less value than money than, than us? I think that you're doing those things for two different reasons. So you support creators on Patreon and on YouTube because you like them. And most of us are not doing this for a living. Uh, and are not multi-million pound corporations. Um, you give GW money because they're providing a service. Um, I think that's the difference. And like at some point, at some point, sometimes content creators do cross that threshold into like, you know, they get enough scale that they are literally providing products and services mm -hmm. and things like that. But for the most part, Patreon is like the hat out in front of the busker uh outside of the tim hortons you know like totally, it's totally it's, fair it's i just, just wanted to make the comparison joke because i found it very funny it also, is funny 
in chat, Kim also says, oh, if, you lo- if you just programmed uh, this back into my Alexa algorithm, I'm going to sign you up for a bunch of MLMs. To which I can only respond with, Alexa, go to Discourse Minis on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> we can go from there. Moving on. Uh, I found this group. This was a, a fun little picture that I found uh, in Facebook <laughs> groups. It was 3D printing uh, for Warhammer 40K, the FAST. Uh, Danny, <laughs> Val, what does FAST stand for? Like, what word was that? The Fast and the Furious. Oh. <laughs> I would instantly buy 15 3D printers. I mean, yeah, I was just going to say fascist. This is fascist but... free zone, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yes. okay. I did I go I there. This I think I'm And this, this, this group here is if you scroll down here, it is 3D printing for Warhammer 40k, the the fascist free zone. I was slightly yep. confused about it. So I did go on Wikipedia. Uh, we go to this next slide. I looked up fascism. And Robert Paxton says fascism is a form of political behavior marked by obsessive preoccupation with community decline, humiliation, or victimhood, and by compensatory cults of unity, energy, and purity in which a mass-based party of committed nationalist militants work in an uneasy but effective collaboration. So my question for you guys is, why is this group ignoring the 3D printing community? <laughs> Just going by the definition here, because we have, uh, they're preoccupied with the community in decline. GW's uh-huh. always in trouble. Uh-huh. Uh, there's uh, victimhood, uh, that like uh-huh. 3D printer confer. Uh-huh. Uh, Unity uh, Energy STL Purity. files. Yeah, and look, I'm not an educated man. Who is Robert Paxton? Why am I taking his definition of fascism over <laughs> any other ones? That's a great question, Danny. <laughs> Ad hominem off the off the hop. We're just that going straight. Look, dude, I, I, that, that off every conversation. <laughs> Love it. Like, don't constitute this as political advice, but when I Googled it, this was Who's the Robert first Robert Paxton result. anyway? Yeah, who uh, is this guy? Come on. I think it's the brother expert. of the guy from Twilight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, look, I don't think 3D printer 3D printing people are fascists. Um, I think that I'm just going to be clear. Um, I have a 3D printer, um, and I am a member of this group. So. <laughs> oh, well. Kim letting us know he's quick as in the quote. He's an American political scientist and historian specializing in Vichy France, fascism in Europe during World War II. Yeah. Uh, cool. Great. I'm sorry, I'm not Canadian. I can't speak French. Neither can I. Uh, although, perfect. although Tech Free Sticky does insufferably pronounce Poutine every time he says it. Poutine. That's true. <laughs> I think we also have uh, pictures of the fascists who are trying to get in to print their miniatures. Uh, yeah, they're, they're just blown away. Can't get in. <sighs> well, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, let's move on to a game. <laughs> Two bad jokes. It's for the best. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And wow that is right a back, hard, right hard back audio cut. Oh, shit. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what, is the, what is the video in the background of this? 
That would be DJ Khaled exclusive? standing to attention. Exclusive. All right. All right. He just, is exclusive, uh, much like one. this uh, edition of the. He's Price very is right. pixelated. It's hard to somehow. Ma- he's. It's bad. almost like I took a small GIF and blew it up to our <laughs> weird PowerPoint size. Almost. Uh, but yeah, yeah, and the chat, it's DJ Khaled. I'm disappointed in you that I have to point that out, but that's okay. Uh, but anyway, tonight is a special, special edition edition of the eBay Prices Right. Um, our contestants will be bidding on a series of Warhammer items recently sold on eBay that were event exclusive models. Also, I have to uh, point out just really quickly. I apologize yeah. for interrupting. You, for, you didn't take the white border off of the <laughs> the black mark that is covering up with John and Danny on the Crimson Dark logo. Well. <laughs> Surprise, bitches. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> we can't afford uh, a new logo. It's fine. Uh, Beals did add me on Discord, though, so maybe, oh, maybe. Right. Oh, maybe. Maybe we'll have something coming through soon. What's um, he drinking in this in this video? Is that know, a refreshing beverage. Mostly uh, limes, I think. Like a white a wine? wine glass? Yeah, maybe. it must be entirely limes. Yeah. Just limes. <laughs> Lime wine? That's pretty good. Uh, and Kim coming in. Well, we're gonna we're gonna co- uh, tackle Kim's comments in a second here. Uh, but anyway, uh, will our contestants guess the final auction price and win prizes? Um, the, it's gonna be uh, a fun time. There we go. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> our first contestant, hailing from Moscow, Idaho, he is a law student in his final year. He may be able to pass a bar, but can he pass this test? It's Danny McDavid. Perfect. And his opponent from the frozen, hellish, forgotten wastelands of northern Canada. Uh, he is at a negative 30 degree Celsius environment and is currently uh, you, raising raising cattle to feed his family in the fall. Um, it's Val Havelfinger. Hey, everybody. Let's do this. Beautiful. I've, I don't know if I'm more fired up about this or talking about the magic face. Let's go. I think it's the magic phase, but that's okay. I won't hold it against you. No, uh, I, a- I love, I can't tell you how much I love this. So let's go. There is a rules addendum suggested by one of our commenters on eBay last week, or eBay on YouTube last week. <laughs> I fixed the game by doing it all myself. No, uh, one of our YouTube commentators said that instead of traditional rules, uh, we're in fact going to just go for the closest is going to win, regardless if you go over or not. Due to, a, due to a prevalence in the last few months. <laughs> Of $1 bids. All these damn narrative eBay prices, right, players? (laughs) Ruin it. Ruining it. All right, fine. (laughs) No, no, Danny, it's not gay chicken. That's not the new rule. That's really hard to do. I'm really disappointed that that's not the game we're playing. It's really hard to do virtually. I've tried. That's that's all we got to (laughs) know. Well, you've never played you've never played chat roulette or gone on chat roulette before, John? (laughs) We're going to I don't know what that is. It's insane. Uh, starting with this first item here, it's a classic. You love it. Uh, it's an old one. They don't have what? rules in any game what? anymore. Why uh, is the feature includes exclusive transfers so large on this box? Because that was added by the seller on <laughs> top of the oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, but this is the Space Marine HQ command tanks. We have our command yep. land raider, I think mm-hmm. the least used land raider variant, and that is saying something. Uh, and then the command HQ Rhino, which is uh, had a few moments different like, than the Damocles Rhino, yeah, yeah. Unless you know, uh, you wanted to run the rules for the command tank when it came out, you just had a Damocles, 
You just said that's what it is. But how much did someone pay for it on November 15th of this year? And again, closest to the actual answer uh, with my terrible mathing uh, is going to win this one, starting with our defending champion, Danny McDee. Oh, did I win last time? Okay. Well, um, I'm going to guess. Oh, my God. All right. So I'm going to say a hundred and a hundred and fifteen dollars. There are two tanks. There. I was going to say that feels low. I'm going going two hundred U.S. dollars. All right. Two hundred U.S. Specificness is fantastic. Well, the actual answer was an eye-watering seven hundred seven dollars and seventy-seven. Why did I not buy those? <laughs> I went to the school of Val Heffelfinger selling on eBay. This is- New in box. That New was purchased. Box. Buy it now. Yeah, it, it was. Now, to be fair, uh, there were several that went for lower, uh, but this one just smells of some kind of money laundering scheme to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, as, yeah. as a person who tries to sell things for as much as possible on eBay all the time, uh, often people will buy it now, but not pay for it now, and never will pay for it. So I think I don't know. I don't know what that's about, but anyway. Huh. So so this may have this may have sold for seven fifty seven seventy seven, but, uh, but probably then, wasn't paid for because he probably was thought that paid was. For. <laughs> he was like, "What are you talking about, honey? I did two hundred and fifty two dollars." Eyesight's bad. That's a joke. Moving on. Uh, we have this <laughs> Warhammer 40,000 Orc Runt bot. Uh, oh, yeah. It's the 2010 wow. Forge World Events Exclusive Limited Edition. It was a crappy picture of just a bag and a base. So I, I Googled uh, and I found this picture of him standing beside a Gork Morker boy. This is fairly common. Really I'm going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I see it a lot. Um, let's say 100 bucks. 100 bucks. Danny. I can't decide if I want to go above or below that. I, I like. I feel like I want to say seventy-five because it's reasonable, but then also, it's an orc player thing. That so. last one really chapped my ass. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with seventy-five dollars. No, no, no. It's more than that. I'm gonna go with one. Oh, oh! I took Yay! your first answer and deleted. It was fifty-four dollars. That t- yeah. that teaches me for being fast on the trigger for that one. That was, that was a bid too. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Four bids. I, you know, maybe this is low because this is on. Re- this is like I've seen this a lot on recasters' websites too. Available. He's got the bag. Oh no! I'm not saying this is not legitimate. I'm just <laughs> saying it's easily accessible. Yes. Just yeah. double checking here. We're just gonna zoom in real quick. Does that say Forga World? <laughs> nope. It says Forge. That's what I was checking. Yeah. Cool. Forge. Large world. Large world. <laughs> well, that's a t-shirt. God damn it. All right, moving on. Uh, the most recent one on our list here is the Space Marine Primaris Company Champion, the Warhammer 40K event exclusive nib. In box. Danny, you you won last round. Forty-five dollars. Uh, you said oh, wow. what? Sorry? Forty-five dollars. You say like, like a man bought one recently. I feel like that's what these cost. Like if you buy a character, like these days, isn't that like around what it is in Canada? It is, I think. Uh, I, I don't, bought one. I don't remember how much it cost. I play a dead game. I don't know what these things cost anymore. Uh, let's say, I don't know. I was feeling more like 75, 75. So, yeah, Danny, you have 45. Val, you have 75 in chat here. Uh, Joel Atkins, 39. Crip Shadow, 70. Uh, and then changed his mind when Val said 75 and put it down to 60. Uh, just being filled with confidence there. 
<laughs> uh, but this guy actually sold for sixty-seven eighty. Nice, good one, Make, dude. Making nice. Val the, the champion. Uh, so it's two one to Val going into this third item here. Uh, this is or fourth item even. I told you I can't math. That's why I do the game. Oh, another one. I did. But this is the Commissar's Duty uh, event exclusive commemorative <laughs> series new. Commissar's Duty? Duty. <laughs> uh, Danny? LOL. Actually, Val, you yeah. won. So so how much are you paying for duty? <laughs> what if, like, are these the this year event models? I've never seen these ones. Uh, I think it's from last year. Yeah, I think the Commissar's Duty is from last year. Duty. <laughs> uh, well, Commissars are pretty cool, but it's not a Space Marine. Hundred dollars. Val's got a hundred bucks on go. Danny, fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. I swear to Christ, if this is seventy-five, I hate this game format. Ah! But it's not. Danny's got a bang Ring the bell. on the nose. Ring the bell. <laughs> Nothing but that. God, we don't I love this bonus game. Thrilling. Here. This thrilling. You don't get better content than this. God damn it! <laughs> I wish we did, but we don't. It's powerful. It's very powerful. <laughs> And then moving on to our last one with a returning old favorite. Hey, we have our fat Warhammer guy. Fest exclusive event model, Muckruck, the Watcher, Swamp Caller, Shaman Sealed. I will say over the last three months, there has not been a lot of commemorative series sales on eBay. Yeah, I'm going to say, oh man, I want to say $35, but I feel like that's a mistake. So I'm going to say $40. Okay. Val. I was going to say $30. Oh, we say 30. The actual price is 59.36. Down swinging. The uh, GG. GG. The Dude. yeah. The Sigmar people crazy. Danny, you won again. You did it. You Make did the it. Power. I'm John actually. That might have been at least in a long time. The power of Bruce Forsyth. He helped me. <laughs> he helped <laughs> Who is this dapper gentleman? First person, first person. Bruce Forsyth. Zoom in on his face. Is he an expert on fascism? I mean, yeah, uh, he's an older I'm gentleman. I'm going to take his word for it. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> there we go. Beautiful. We got to Bruce Forsyth right there. Uh, that's another episode of eBay Prices Right. Uh, if you have a specific theme that you want to see on there, uh, all of these are themed now, and I kind of like doing it that way. So let us know in the comments below. Uh, what do you want to see the guys guessing on uh, for eBay Prices Right? Well, Dickie furiously checks through pornography in order to get the next episode. Uh, Dickie claimed of- to be unable to find good porn sounds today, which I was like, hmm. That seemed pretty low effort, to be honest. That she feels like say, you didn't try to find porn sounds. You <laughs> did say most of them were women, which I think yeah. would give it away pretty yeah, quickly. We, I, the problem is I have to take the ladies out of it. Because, well, you guys will get it. Yeah, it's very controversial Dickie view. Uh, it's 2023, Dickie. Dickie, Dickie well, you, you know what part of the timeline to scroll to uh, if, you're, if you're looking for the grunt. I know. It's true. Near That's the end. True. nothing but shots uh we're gonna do a couple of listener questions here i have two i want to touch on uh let's hit that that classic bumper oh right 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 (laughs) still like it i still like it (laughs) so this one here comes in creek watch chat saying as we have decided that cucking is naughty which by the way i don't remember this conversation i said i don't like the word cuck but it's okay 
Does Danny, as a proud American, think that dumping someone on their birthday is worse than cucking a king? I.e., if Tyrion hypothetically dumped Alariel on her birthday, would that be worse than what he did to Finnebar? I don't know any of these words. I mean, and would you be justified in making fun of his hobbies in such a scenario? A lot of deep lore cuts, uh, like on me- many meta levels in this question. It's pretty loaded. I'm like the entry door to the meta house. I don't understand this sub basement like <laughs> reference. Um, I think that that would be less bad. Okay. Uh, follow up for I Danny. Think, I think breaking up with someone, regardless of the day, is less bad than adultery. Probably, indeed. Uh, In fact, one would say that uh, it's it is the right thing to do if one is considering adultery. Um, also for Danny, how do you feel about Camilla Parker Bowles? I have no idea who that is. Uh, that it's is technically the, the, the sort of queen, the sort of queen, the queen regent oh, or something. Yeah. Charles well. I think they're probably trying to relate Charles, Diana and Camilla Parker Bowles to Tyrion, Elariel and Finnebar, but I don't know enough about either to be Does sure. She have some kind of a consort situation going on. She, Possibly. She was, she was, she was the, she was a princess. She was a prince consort or something. And then yeah. I think she's actually, I think she is a queen. What is her title? She is a queen in all of our hearts. That's <laughs> <laughs> queen. And just so we can screw up the algorithm on this last question here from Bits, which chapter master is the most fuckable twink? And why is it Gabriel Seth? I, These are no. the questions we're asked here. No. We're not doing that. No, I'm not doing that. It's, it's By the way, Danny nailed it. Queen consort, official title oh, of Camilla well Parker Bowles. Well done. Yeah. A true monarchist. Good job, Danny. Yeah. yeah, considering I didn't know who that person was, it's definitely my knowledge and skill there. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course, for Danny, when he doesn't know who you are, you're just a consort. So you're not his opponent. You're his uh, gaming consort. <laughs> Harsh. Beautiful. Uh, those are the only questions I wanted to touch on this week because other ones were uh, relating to actual gameplay and interesting things about 40k. <laughs> you much. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're going to talk about Finnebar and, and the official titles of members of the royal family. Nice. Beautiful. That's what they're craving out there. Yeah. Joel Atkins with a very professional you can't be queen sovereign uh, because she was a side piece and second wife. True though. Okay. I, although sense. I don't see why. I mean, the literally the British church is founded on divorce. So I don't it understand. Is. I don't understand why the Church of England has why the British royal family has such a bugaboo about divorce when because that was literally on, they are the head of the church because of a divorce. Mm-hmm. So, but, but the royal family was found on incest, and from what I checked, Camilla Parker Bowles not related in what anyway uh, to Charles. Hmm. Well, that's going to be tough at dinner. For sure. Yeah. Last Christmas presents to buy them. True. (laughs) Anyway, that's about all we have time for this week with that fascinating talk about British uh, royal families. Um, Thank you, everyone, for joining us here on Grim After Dark. Find all of our socials and ways to support us at GrimAfterDark.com. We will be back next Monday live at 10 p.m. Eastern-ish. Please continue commenting on the Terminator short. It fuels our algorithm more than our show ever could. And remember, when your life feels like a never-ending siege and things can't get any worse, join us here. And remember, it's always grim after dark. 
It's time to step into the grim darkness With nerds gather talking Warhammer madness Grim after dark, the podcast with the hosts John, Daddy and Val, but they're not the most Claiming to be experts, but it's all a facade Talking about battles and dice rolls, they're all odd Trying to sound cool with their Warhammer talk But I'm here to expose, it's all just squawk Nerds, nerds, everywhere I see Talking Warhammer this, like it's a decree But let me tell you, homie, it is all just a game In the real world, homie we are not the same So put down the dice, step out of the dark It's time to live life, nerd, make your own mark Grim at the dark, the nerd's playground Talking Warhammer this, acting all profound But when I listen, it's all just a bunch of noise I love roasting nerds and their stupid-ass toys Stupid-ass toys, I wanna grab them Put my hands around the neck Squeeze, squeeze, Warhammer squeeze Until they can't breathe or breathe again <laughs> Tell a friend, tell a friend, I'm out here roasting nerds again. <laughs>